everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. I'm, I'm Joey. That's me. And we, we talk about music on this podcast. We, we try to share music and discover music together. Yeah, yeah. this 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 whole uh, podcast is first and foremost about <laughs> discovery. And we need to get that out of the way because a, a lot of you guys out there have been thinking that this is a review, strictly a review. A lot, of, a lot of you out there because we have so many <laughs> listeners that are commenting thinking that man these guys just like reviewing albums i wish they would introduce something new yeah but the thing is (laughs) even if just one person thought that that would still be the vast majority of our audience oh yeah 100 that would be our entire audience pretty much uh but yeah so this uh this week we listened to the album yeezus by kanye west because joey had not listened to it before and in my opinion it's a very divisive album and it's a very interesting album uh, just just among Kanye West yeah. albums, but like even in a greater context, there's a lot of like uh, disagreement about the album. I think, or at least they're used to it when it came out. Uh, now I think it, it's kind of got this cult following. Um, and we've teased it before. We we've talked about Jesus a little bit. We've talked about Kanye a little bit in general mm-hmm. in the past uh, on some other albums and stuff. So I said, "Fuck it, we're gonna fucking do it." This feels like a, a cold wintry album to me. So. Uh, and, you know we're gonna we're gonna fucking do it. Hell yeah, that's that's why we're here. Uh, album art for this album is very it's very bland or or minimal, I should say, not bland. Yeah, it's not like it's a spicy, but like it's, <laughs> it's just like a, a clear case CD with like a there's there's no like imagery on the CD itself, and it just has a red sticker on the right side of it like it's it's just like an like a bootleg kind of cd deal, yeah is what it, looks like. it looks like you bought it off just some dude at the corner and they just like put it in a crystal case and wrapped some red tape around the front of it <laughs> yeah good old crystal cases man that takes me back back to those playstation uh, one days <laughs> yeah. i mean back to the pc days for me because oh. i've always had I've been a pc guy my dad used to bootleg a lot of games and stuff but uh, <gasps> Shh, jeremy you I mean... can get him in trouble yeah, well, so be it. Sorry, Dad, if you're in jail now. <laughs> We're going to get fucking yeah, right let's into get it, this. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm just, I'm ready to talk about this album, and I hope you are too. Track Man. number one, On Sight. What do you think of it, Joey? Okay, Do you? so I'll, I guess I'll start with my first impression of it. Yeah, please. <laughs> so I, w- I went into this expecting it to be completely unlike anything I'd ever heard from, like, Kanye before. Yeah. Because that's kind of the aura that has been put around this album. Yeah. And it was definitely <laughs> very different. And so I expected the difference. I looked it up and the song was produced by Daft Punk. So yeah, like, with Daft Punk. He, he's a, a handful of producers. Daft Punk, I think, produced a handful of tracks on the album with him. And it was kind of like a big collaboration. So it wasn't like solely Daft Punk uh, producing it. But yeah. Yeah, but... So it instantly... Before I even knew that it was with Daft Punk, of course it was going to click with me. Like, you knew it fucking would. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, the, the, I guess to give context on that, why I thought that previously yeah. is because there's a lot of sampling that goes on. Mm-hmm. Kanye is a fan of doing a lot of sampling and a lot of vocal sampling specifically. And he has in a lot of his other music, and I know you've listened to a lot of his other music. Yeah. And I know that kind of resonates with you. We've talked about it on the podcast that you like finding the original songs that are sampled in a lot of stuff. And so it just makes sense. And then the additional layer that Daft Punk had a hand in producing this album 
like to, to both of us it's kind of a big deal yeah so I, I it made sense that you would like this but uh yeah no i so i guess more specifically rather than just be like i like it it's got something <laughs> <Right>. but uh <laughs> so like just the glitchy electronic like i don't know it's just disorienting i guess harsh yeah. <laughs> super crunchy at the beginning and it's just like i don't know it this is I don't know if I just said this or not, but it it even though I was looking for something different, this is not what I was expecting. Right. And it was but in such a good way because <laughs> it instantly captured me like it's not necessarily the melody, but it was like interesting. Like yeah. I listened to it and I was like, "Okay, good. This is going to be interesting." Like right. I'm going to I'm going to have fun looking at <laughs> looking into the music. Maybe like once I started hearing some sampling, I was like, "Oh, ooh, I'm going to get these nice little snippets of songs that I can listen to," which I did by the way, and I will definitely get to those <laughs> in some later tracks cuz there's one dude in particular that came yeah. up on another song that I was like, "Oh my god." But yeah. So, and then it it kind of keeps the same general I guess a melody beat throughout most of the song with mm-hmm. occasional glitchiness where it's like, it just shakes it up a little bit, but not too much. Right. And then at the end, like near as the song ends, it kind of just uh, melts. I don't, I don't like it just devolves or something and it just gets even harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And really, it gets messier and, and grainier. Yeah. And really the only, you just get one little break in the middle, like in the middle of the song, it's just like <laughs> switches to like yeah. a chorus like a goss almost like a gospel chorus i think it is and yeah so he he like in the song he like he, he's rapping like how much do i not give a fuck let me show you right now and it, it just switches like i said to this yeah. completely this gospel thing i actually looked into it a little bit uh that it originally he was trying to get the the permissions to use the sample that is in the song and it was coming close to the deadline and he didn't know if he was going to have permission to actually use it mm-hmm. so he got in uh, another choir to actually record the song themselves or <laughs> the section of the song themselves just as like a backup but then he ended up working with that instead of using the original sample so it's not yeah. technically a sample but it is it's it's like a cover of a sample that yeah. he wanted to use kind of a thing well it's fucking sick. Yeah, it, it's just, like, insane going from this weird, like, very crunchy, industrial, electronic thing to just, like, he's like, let me show you right now, like, this is how little the fuck I care. And in the middle of the song, he just drops this gospel choir kind of chorus thing that just completely changes the song. And then it goes right back into that that gritty, crunchy, electronic sound. Yeah, and the amount of self-awareness to make this the first song on the album, <laughs> yeah. I think, is great. <laughs> so that that's another thing so like it the, the whole track even lyrically is it's like a big like i'm back and not giving a fuck about your expectations yeah kind of a deal and it's pretty exaggerated the song like i mean it's it's rap a lot of rap music yeah. is pretty exaggerated and it's kanye and, stuff. So. and it's kanye <laughs> and the song's about fucking you know whatever but yeah. like uh, I, I think he was very, very self-aware of it. And at, at some points in the song, you can hear him laughing after he delivers some lines. Yeah. And uh, he intentionally put this song first on the album to throw people off because he has a history, a formula, I guess, that he normally sticks to with albums where he introduces things in a much more softer way. And it kind of like gets you hooked on this kind of groove first 
and then he'll drop in the, the heavier, the, the weirder stuff later. But with this album, he's just like, nah, fuck it. Like, I don't care what you're expecting of me. This is going here at the beginning. And I think that's why this album is so divisive mm-hmm. is because it just right out of the gate, it hits you with the grittiest, the crunchiest, the, the, the most off kilter sounding stuff that you would expect from Kanye West. Like it, it's not what you ex- would expect at all. And I think that just immediately put a bad taste in people's life. I'm one of them. Uh, like when I listened to this album, when it came out in 2013, I did not like it at all. Oh shit. I was just like, man, this is like just, just random nonsense. There's a lot of screaming on this album yeah. and there's a lot of just like clutter and scattered stuff. And I hated it. And I think a lot of people did for the same reason, but given time to reflect on it, obviously if I'm recommending this album, like it, it's, it's come around a whole lot for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. I didn't, I will, there were parts on the album that come my second time, I liked them more, but like right off the bat, this was like in my wheelhouse of stuff where I was just like, oh shit, I'm going to (laughs) enjoy, like, because you know, there's plenty of things that I listen to and I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds pleasant. That sounds nice. It's, it's, it's cool, I guess. But this was like, I was listening to it and it was almost hard to write my notes because yeah. i wanted to focus on on what was happening and it's on, so hard to focus because it's like a chaotic energetic mess of a song yeah yeah like, for real. It's, it's hard especially if you're listening to the song while trying to write about it about it there's just like there's so much going on but it's also minimal at the same time in a lot yeah. of ways like i don't know there's some weird like dissonance happening yeah and another thing i wanted to point out is so where he was talking about showing you how little fucks he gives and switching to the chorus the mm-hmm. the words that that sample says is oh he'll give us what we need it may not be what we want and i i i like the amount of self-awareness that he has i feel like this has to be intentional where it's like yeah oh for sure he like started it off with this intense song that apparently caused this giant divide in his fan base <laughs> and yeah. he was just like yeah this is what you need to change because i don't know i the the earliest kanye that i really like listened to and paid attention to i guess would be my beautiful dark twisted fantasy oh so you haven't heard like i i wouldn't even consider that old kanye well i haven't i mean like i've heard his big songs from before then but i haven't like listened to i haven't like late registration or the college dropout and stuff like that i haven't like really paid attention to a lot of his music from back then and I don't know. It seems like this album was such like a pivotal moment in his yeah. career, like career, and for him to be like, "This is what you need." It may not be what you want, but this is what you need, right. and it set him up to. He's so much bigger than he ever was. Yeah, and he, he kind of like reinvents himself with this album. Yeah, in in a very large way. Like again, we we've mentioned my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was the album prior to this one, and it's my favorite Kanye album. And going from that album, which has like a lot of soul and a lot of groove to it, to this, where it's just like this chaotic nonsense, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And uh, I, it, I think he was right. It's not what yeah. I wanted, but it is what I needed, and I can appreciate that now. Well, good. Very good. I, I don't know I, how we're going to segue a lot of these tracks. I think, I think, <laughs> I think we just shouldn't try at this point. 
because yeah. I don't know how we're definitely gonna not, not for this song. Yeah, because I <laughs> there is no way that I could feel okay trying to just come up with a story. <laughs> but the next song is Black Skinhead, and I have heard this song before. This is yeah, one of the this two was songs. A pretty that big I heard. single. This but, was uh, used. I think it was used in a lot of commercials or or movie trailers. It's it, it just got a, it's got a, got a good beat to it. Yeah, and it, it's very like widespread use because of the feel of the song i i really really like this track by the way i do as well and it's all of the songs that kind of stay in this theme tend to be my favorites yeah not not i'm not gonna skip ahead to the like the lyrical content we'll still talk about the music first because the music on this track is awesome but yeah. uh yeah all the songs that have lyrical content that uh, like go with this song are my favorites on the album but uh yeah, yeah. Like, like you said it's super like just intense drums like super pounding almost like tribal drums because there's like chanting in the background or like yeah there's a lot of like howling and chanting and like panting and like there's so many samples yeah and it's just it's nuts i feel like i'm i'm scared and alone in the middle of like the wilderness or something and there's like people all around me and it's just like they're (laughs) after me or something like i don't yeah there's a lot of like just like crazy and and fun vocal stuff that he does on this album and in the song specifically where it's, he just he screams yeah and he's just like getting letting all this shit out that's not like a you'd never hear it in hip-hop music but b it's just like it's so like it's non-musical in in such a way but he uses it to make music and it's just, I, I don't know it's it's I don't want to say it's genius because Kanye doesn't need a bigger ego. Yeah. I mean, he's not listening to this shit anyway. But yeah. like, it, it's it's incredible what he what he does with the the individual pieces. It's it's like the the sum of the pieces is greater than the or I guess the whole is greater than the sum of its pieces or whatever that fucking yeah. saying is. There's there's so many little samples in here that he uses in such a specific way to have such a great impact in the end. Yeah, it's. I, I'm going to try to not say genius as well on the off chance that somehow, because I mean, given his, I mean, situation, it is, I yeah. fuck it. Yeah. He, it's, it's, it is creative genius. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We'll add the caveat, caveat of creative <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so it's got the like huge drums. They're just pounding throughout the whole song. It's, I mean, and he even like at the end in the verse. So he has each, I guess line or whatever at the end, it just says black and like a super detuned voice, which is completely relevant to the song, but it's just cool that he can use that as part. Cause it feels very melodic. Like to me, it fits in with the music better than it fits in with the vocals. Like it's part of the beat. Right. uh, It really only changes up in a way. Like you had mentioned kind of minimalism or it's stripped down I feel like a lot of the song structures are stripped down, but mm-hmm. the actual content is pretty good. Cause I mean, this song, it stays with this kind of pounding drums throughout most of it. And then it'll just drop out at the beginning of the chorus with this huge 808 that just feels <laughs> yeah. great. Whatever, whenever <laughs> you're listening to it and headphones very loudly, it's just like, it shakes my head. Yeah. It, it, it feels good. Uh, lyrically, it's it's got this kind of like racially charged lyric thing to it, but it's also kind of coupled with typical rap rapper like I'm back and I'm the best kind of a deal. Which yeah. I mean, 
this is this is an album called Jesus, which yeah. is obviously a play on Jesus and Kanye's nickname of Ye. So like he, he's clearly feeling himself on this album. Yeah. Um. So it it's kind of that exaggerated rapper like I'm the best kind of a thing, but in in true Kanye fashion, also talks about some like more racial themes. Uh, like the first verse, like I think mm. it's the second half, or I guess it's probably towards the beginning. Um, he says, "Enter the kingdom." but watch who you bring home. They see a black man with a white woman at the top floor. They're going to come to kill King Kong, uh, which obviously is saying like interracial dating still isn't super acceptable to yeah. a lot of people. And, and it's going to get you some looks. And then he continues and he says, middle America packed in came to see me in my black skin. So he's talking about going on tour in like very white areas of the country and yeah. everyone's still lining up and, and showing and they're, they're just like, he's kind of painting it in this way that they're viewing him as, as like a freak show kind of a deal or that yeah. he's like an attraction because he's black, not necessarily because of his skin. Uh, but then he, he ends that verse talking. Uh, he says, if I don't get ran out by the Catholics, here come some conservative Baptists claiming I'm overreacting like the black kids in Chirac bitch, which it just, it's fun to rhyme. Like it yeah. feels good the way he flows it, but he's like pretty much just saying that like everyone is against him and if it's not one group, it's another, and, and they're going to like try to belittle what I'm saying or what I'm doing, yeah. saying that it's not important uh, when, when it actually is, just because I'm black kind of a thing. Yeah. I This song definitely starts off a chain of songs to come later on the album that kind of build on one another. And uh, yeah, just the massive hypocrisy of the people who will... Because like you said, like, interracial dating will it'll definitely get you some look it'll get you a lot more in some parts of, yeah uh, of the country which is Especially just in the midwest absolutely fucking insane and then yeah like you said to go line up to see him like he's just some sort of like dance like hey we're gonna pay you just go up on the stage and do what we want and if you say anything about how we're acting about it yeah we're gonna run you out of town and yeah the, the last line of claiming I'm overreacting like them black kids in Chirac, bitch, is nuts because oh, so I don't listen to a whole lot of like rap, I guess, but I've yeah. never heard I have never heard the use of the word Chirac in re- reference to Chicago as having like worse death rates or murder rates than Iraq. Right. So just that reading like Hearing that, reading that, I was just like, oh shit, that's intense. But, uh. Yeah, and, and furthermore, the- I, I think the point he's making there is that, like, because there's so much violence in, in Chicago and mm-hmm. in those neighborhoods and stuff, like you said, that, that surmounts casualties in Iraq, but, like, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's saying anything. People people that try to speak out to that are just like, oh no, you're overreacting. It's not as bad as it is overseas or whatever. When it yeah. is. Yeah, it's it, it yeah oh uh, yeah uh, okay yeah <laughs> uh, he just starts something that I I'm trying not to get ahead of myself but okay well we'll keep on moving to the next track I am a god I am a god track number three featuring God is is listed yeah. on Genius for some reason it uh, is. I don't know if it is on the actual like track listing anywhere but. Uh... Yeah, he, he, he's a god. This is this song brings back the big distorted synth sounds from the first track. Mm-hmm. This one's much more like haunting and ominous and, and dark feeling 
there are no drums in this track, or if there are, they're very sparsely set, like sprinkled through. Yeah. Um, they have a vocal sample of uh, a Rasta type guy named uh, Capelton. Capelton. I don't know how to pronounce the dude's name. I was pronouncing but it Capleton, but that's probably Capleton. Uh, yeah. So that guy comes in and he raps, but it's kind of like taking a backseat to the production. It's kind of like washed out a bit in the background at the beginning. Um, there's not a lot of mu- musical melody in this track, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why it feels a bit more spacey and, and dark and ominous. There's some building synths in like the later choruses leading up to him screaming at the the end, which this we mentioned uh, in one of the prior albums that you brought up. Um, yeah, against All Odds, the yeah, 12th in, in the, 2017. Yeah, Against All Logic. Or, yeah, uh, why? Why do I always <laughs> do that? It's fun. Uh, but yeah, so this song is sampled because Kanye just like screams and it's kind of an iconic thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the song breaks down. It's just Kanye screaming with this weird like water drop effect that comes in and it's it's like a high-pitched scream and then the synths come back in and the bass comes back in but the, the screams don't stop he's just screaming for like a good like half of the song well not half the song but like a quarter of the song it's just him screaming as loud as he can in this like high-pitched kind of shrill thing uh and then at the end of the song before the outro there's this like an actual synth melody which i thought was kind of a strange uh but but nice inclusion yeah. at the end yeah, this song, it definitely gets kind of housey in the way that you were talking about. Like, it has a spacey feel. And, uh, man, so talking about self-awareness, this song, so it's called I Am God <laughs> on an album yeah. called Yeezus. And he's literally just talking about, like, fuck you. I'm extremely famous. I'm extremely rich. And nobody can tell me what to do. Like, the first, his first verse is, or his first, I guess it's the chorus. I don't know. Hurry up with my damn massage. Hurry up with my damn menage. Get the Porsche out the damn garage. I am a god. Like he's yeah. literally just, just like, yeah, I'm rich and famous. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And it's in response to him being invited to like a fashion show in Paris. And he was going to one of them, but I guess he, they told him, okay, if you come to this one, you can't go to any of the other ones. And he was just like, no, fuck you. You can't tell me what I'm doing. So he just went and recorded this song. And was like, <laughs> fuck everybody. I'm do- I'm going to do whatever I want. But the hyperventilating shrill, like it sounds like a manic episode in this, yeah. like, these shrieks that he has. And that makes me wonder, like him putting that in here, if he, because he had the self, what I would imagine is the self-awareness to put uh, on site at the beginning of the mm-hmm. album. I'm thinking that is also self-awareness to like, I know this is absolutely insane what I'm saying right now. And the, right. like, this is like, he's portraying it as part of like a manic episode or something. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it, I think he's like, yeah, like you said, I mean, the, a lot of this album is super self-aware on a level that people on the surface wouldn't notice Yeah. that like, at, again, even on this song, I am a God, there's that surface level of him talking himself up yeah. saying that he's a God and he's feeling himself, but there's actually some, some, maybe some deeper threads there where um, I, I, I looked, I did a little bit of research on this one in some versions of the Bible in Psalms chapter 82, verse six, it reads, I have said, "Yea, are gods and all of you are the children of the most high. Uh, Ye obviously being one of Kanye's nicknames, so he's kind of playing with that. But in addition, Kanye's middle name is Amari, which means God the Highest in Swahili. Mm-hmm. So 
while this song is definitely about Kanye bragging on himself, there's also this layer of him acknowledging that he's not above the God. He is yeah. a God, but he's, he, he mentions that he's not as he's not like, he's he not better not than God. God. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't put himself on that level. He's, he says he's a close high. Yeah. I know he's so, the most high, but I am a close high. Yeah. Yeah. So there, it, while on the surface, again, on an album called Jesus with a song called <laughs> I am a God, someone sees that and they're like, Oh, that's, that's blasphemy. <laughs> that's like this guy thinking that he, he's the best of the best kind of thing. And he does, he thinks he, he is very, very high up there, but he's not, he's not God. And yeah. he, he's, and I, I think that's a theme that he's had in a lot of his music in the past. I mean, we've, we've mentioned his, his gospel sampling at some points yeah. um, in the past, maybe not on the podcast, but maybe just between us, but he does, he samples a lot of religious music and he even one of his newer albums is Jesus is King. Right. So like, yeah. which is all like gospel and, and praise music kind of stuff. So like he's, he's always had that kind of, it, it's so strange to call it humbleness because yeah. I, the, that's the last thing you think of when you think of Kanye West is yeah. humble but uh he he kind of he he seems to know where he's at or or at least knows that he's not yeah. the best of the best kind of a deal yeah even in his wildest of dreams he knows there is somebody above him to right. at least to himself yeah <laughs> so maybe he's just the second but yeah. which a lot of people would argue is still saying too much but at, at least he has some awareness there yeah. where he's not just outright saying, no, like, I'm, I'm better than Jesus kind of a thing. And I mean, like, I don't know. I couldn't imagine living the fucking life that he has lived and yeah. keeping any sort of sanity. So, like, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that's partially like this album is him just letting it out and, yeah. and fucking like, this is kind of, like we said, a turning point in his career. And I, I think that's it's, a turning point for him personally where he's he maybe just kind of snapped and was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna like get in the the studio and i'm just gonna scream and i'm gonna be able to sell it because that's what i do yeah, because <laughs> i'm kanye because i'm kanye and i'm a god yeah <laughs> uh we spent too much time talking on all these tracks we're gonna oh, keep okay. keep moving forward okay track four new slaves this is one of my favorite tracks on the album hey me too uh, i really really like the production on this track yeah. It's got this ominous synth melody with some like spiraling vocal samples. Uh, when Kanye starts rapping, it's super minimal musically with some of the more production layering in until the chorus comes in with this full like orchestra type section mm-hmm. and some crazy samples and effects. Um, and then before the outro section, there's some pretty unintelligible vocal samples that he plays with leading into this like drum roll sample that climaxes in a uh, song that I will not be pronouncing the title of, <laughs> but it's by a Hungarian rock band called Omega. Yeah. And he wraps some lines with some like very heavy filtering to kind of match the lo-fi style of the sample. Mm-hmm. And just like the blending of his vocals and the original vocals on the track and Frank Ocean's vocals on the track are just like chef's kiss. I, I literally put in my notes, I know Joey will like this track. Well, I'm glad because, uh, yeah, this is... You know what? I'm gonna say it's it's probably tied for my favorite track, or I don't know, I don't. Know, but yeah, this is I love this. Song. I know I know what the other track is that it's tied okay. for. I'm assuming. Okay. I guess I, I can't say I know, but I'm gonna guess. We'll play the guessing game. Okay. Okay. So, but, so buckle up. So this song, just like not only musically but lyrically, but yeah, the music is fucking amazing on this on this song because I don't I love Frank Ocean. He's got a great voice. He's just yeah. Got a, very nice voice. 
I need to listen to more of his music. I haven't. I don't think I've listened to any of his albums. Uh, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty good. You know, I'll I'll, I'll put that on record saying that he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a Frank Ocean episode. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, uh, like like you said, I mean, they keep kind of everything kind of low while he's actually like rapping his. I guess what like the first verse two is it two verses or is it one verse? I don't know. I don't. Know I think it's two, yeah, two verses. Uh, but yeah, so you can actually like hear what he's saying and understand what he's saying and then it gets big and i just love the way i love the progression of this song and yeah. i'm just gonna bust right into these fucking do it fucking do it lyrics just because you know we spent forever on the other songs <laughs> but uh so the song's called new slaves did we say that i i'm thinking we said that yeah we did okay oh if yeah. not it's called new slaves yeah there we go so the first verse is all about uh racism and poor racism versus rich racism and comparing right. the, the fact that pe- it's a lot of people seem to be under this idea that like oh the ra- look racism's gone i mean look there's all these black people that are rich now and that's <laughs> yeah that's great right they couldn't have done that 70 years ago or 50 years whatever like right that's that's unheard of but he personifies it as you see broke racism that's don't touch anything in the store and then right. rich racism, which is, come in, please buy more. What do you want? A Bentley, a fur coat, a diamond chain? All you blacks want the same, like, want the same things. Right. And it's extremely true when you think about, uh, what was it? Oh, my God, Cristal, the champagne company. Yeah, yeah. Who, who they were, like, the guy was, like, pissed because all these, like, black rappers were buying it. And he said it was sullying the nice name of a champagne or some, <laughs> some bullshit. And it's like, yeah. dude, like, there's still people that are like, you you can make it. You can actually climb your way up there and make it. And then sp- you're spending your money on, like, the wrong things. Or, like, you're supposed to be buying these things. But you're supposed to be spending all your money and giving it to these other people. Right. To these they, wealthy white businessmen. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I forget who's what. I think it was a comedian. But they were, like, talking about rich versus wealthy. And it was like, rich is like what i don't know it's like basketball players it's like musicians it's like people that can lose all their all their money in a lifetime and then wealth is like untouchable and it's like it really is like the rich are being scammed out of their money or i don't know coerced into spending all their money to give it to the the wealthy and it is i mean it's the new slavery but in reality the new slavery is what he gets into in the second verse, which mm-hmm. is the fucking prison system, dude. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I I'm out of my prison! <laughs> it's, oh, it's, and I just, I don't know. Because That's a this, whole discussion, I think, that we could have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to get into it, but this is the <laughs> second. He gets into it. Listen to the song. Just listen to the song and read, just read the lyrics as you're listening to it and you will understand. But, y- yeah. Then, uh, yeah, he just is talking about how the prison system is being used as a new form of slavery and he's right. So yeah, he, he mentions uh, at one point he says, meanwhile, the DEA teamed up with the CCA yeah. trying to lock us up. They trying to make new slaves. And it's, it's kind of referencing the fact that I, I saw, I don't know if this is accurate. I should have fact checked this, but uh, the genius comments seem to apply. I think there was actually a genius. It was- uh, 
the one for the teamed up with the CCA is verified by the ACLU, so I'm guessing they would have an accurate statistic. Yeah. Um, but it, it seemed like they, they were saying that there are more African-Americans that have been in prison today, that are in prisons today and correctional facilities today, than there were slaves during the Civil War, yeah. which is fucking insane. Because, like, again, as a society, we, we, we being the, the, the mid-upper-class white whatever assholes, uh, have this perspective of, like, oh, racism doesn't exist anymore there aren't slaves anymore. That's, that's all been done. But at the same time, we're, we're just hiding them. We're putting them in, in boxes and cages and saying that, no, no, it's out of sight. They're, they're criminals. Now it's, they're not slaves. They're criminals. They deserve to be put away kind of a thing, which is absolute bullshit. Oh man. And just uh, the, the, I, I, okay. Okay. I'm, I was about to get into a whole, <laughs> but yeah, let's, let's take, let's take yeah. a sip of more liquor. Let's, let's, Let's calm Let's, down. Yeah. See if I can we'll, hold we'll move my on. Liquor. Yeah, see see how well you hold your liquor when we talk about track number five, which is called Hold My Liquor. Boom. A segue. <laughs> a segue. Unlike all of our episodes where we yeah. try it's so hard this time we're we're just kinda we're, we're whatever. Track five, hold my liquor. This one is also one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I don't think this is your next big one. Um, but I, I guess I, I say this is one of my favorite tracks. I like a lot of tracks on this yeah. album. This track is um, amazing, by the way, but it, you're yeah. right. It's not my other favorite. Cool. This one's got like uh, some, some soft, quiet synths. It's got some spacey effects under the uh, intro vocals that are provided by Justin Vernon. Uh, it's got some uh, inhaling and exhaling samples under the autotune chorus by Chief Keef, which <laughs> I'll go into when we talk about the lyrical content. Uh, Kanye comes in and there's this horrible, like screeching sample I say horrible, but it's it's not bad. It works in the song, yeah. but isolated, it would be just this horrible screeching sound. And then there's some low, like, building driving synths under Kanye's verse, and it's just this incredible soundscape that he's crafted for the song. Yeah, it's... I mean, Justin Vernon, like, that dude, he shows up on a few yep. songs. Dude, that guy's voice is... It's pretty very, good. It's very nice. Like, I, I very much enjoy it. Yeah, but, I don't uh, know who Justin Vernon is, but yeah, me either. Like I, I never heard of <laughs> never heard of him before this, but uh, yeah. So it it's got like these low synths, I guess, to start mm-hmm. out with, and it just it seems very like somber, I guess, like yeah. somber in but like in a peaceful way or something. But uh, yeah, I just like the way that Justin's echoey voice comes in, and then it's like Chief Keef's like hard auto toony singing yeah. voice comes in on top of that as the beat builds up and then it cuts out whenever Kanye comes in and then it, <laughs> yep and then it just hits back in oh it's just it's, it's really it's nice. masterful and it then is. in addition to that like in the chorus and at the outro there's this the guitar that comes in mm-hmm. and it has the tone of it just reminds me of Ratatat. Uh, yeah. because it's very much a similar like sounding tone in the guitar, but it's just like, oh, it feels so good. There's like a whole like solo section kind of a deal yeah. with the guitar, and it just feels good. There's also at the very end of the song, there's some weird sound effects that remind me of like blood pumping through a heart, like if you're listening through like a, a stethoscope or something, where it's yeah. just like this, this weird like sucking and, and and kind of pulsing sound to it. So I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what the intention of that is, but uh, overall, just the whole like soundscape of this uh, song is it, it makes it a very perfect night driving song, in my opinion. For and sure. This is an album 
that I'll put on. I, I go to a lot of concert. Well, <laughs> not this year, but uh, <laughs> normally I go to a lot of concerts throughout a year and they're two, three, five hour drives. And this is one of the albums that I'll put on when I'm driving back home after a concert, just because not solely because of this song, but in part because of the song, a lot of the songs on this album just have this very, very good, like night driving feel to them. Yeah. And they do. And I didn't get the chance to do that i wanted to this week but i just didn't get the time but yeah. uh it, it is definitely something that will be happening the next time i go on a drive hell yeah uh but yeah lyric wise this song is to me it was about the fight between your inner demons but he does it in a way that it's like i don't know the mix between thinking you can handle your demons and then not caring if you can't right it's so it's not like a good versus bad it's like a <laughs> it's like a I, i'm okay with do the i bad. want to yeah. yeah do i want to versus do i care sort of thing yeah it's, it's super interesting and, and like we said it has justin vernon who's kind of being the the responsible side of kanye's mind mm-hmm. and then it goes to chief keef who is being the irresponsible side yeah. of kanye's mind and then kanye comes in and he's the first thing he says when he comes back is bitch i'm back out my coma so like it's kind of painting this like internal struggle like you said where it starts with justin vernon being reasonable and then it kind of ends with chief keef being unreasonable and then he snaps out of it and he's back in real life and he's just kind of like trying to piece together everything that happened in in the previous night while also kind of spending some time reflecting on his past relationships yeah and i don't know just the way that he I, I don't want to lump this in, but I mean, I think this is a, this whole album. If you take a step back, looks at mental illness or more specifically Kanye's mental state. Like you yeah, said, it seems sure. like he's having like some sort of break whenever he's right. making this album. And this is definitely a track that shows that very intensely. Yeah. Speaking of intense tracks, Track oh, number six, oh, I'm in it. <laughs> just like immediately comes in with this big blompy synth. Yeah. Uh, got the blomp in there again because I like saying that word blomp. But uh, it's got some like samples of some very sensual sexual sounds, which is kind of, it's kind of strange, but it, it, again, it kind of suits it. Like he, yeah. the way he weaves everything together makes everything fit. Uh, when Kanye comes in, he's got that that layered low vocals under his normal pitched vocals, which I know you're a fan of. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It just overall, it's a very dark sounding song. And then there's this kind of building snare that comes into this pre-chorus bridge section kind of thing. It has some air horns and this like mm-hmm. siren like synth. And it's got another Rasta guy, a, a Jamaican rapper kind of guy, which goes by the alias of assassin. And he kind of like, he raps a little bit to build up this, to this drop. And there's just silence for a second. And it's kind of like his voice is echoing out. And the, there's just this suspense there. And then, bam, it fucking hits you with this drop of this, like, thick 808 and this the synth. And it's just, like, it, he fucking goes hard. Assassin goes hard. He has, like, a whole verse here. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, a dog barking in the background for God knows why, but it works. And it's just, like, I don't know. The, the whole, the energy, this, like, building energy and then suspense and then release of that energy is just fantastic. I, I love the buildup and the progression of the song. Yeah, this, I don't... I am always going to be biased towards like Jamaican rap, reggae, <laughs> like dub type stuff. So like as soon as, and I'm glad that there's so much of that on this album. Like that is yeah. definitely a thing. 
but like this song particularly like yeah like you said the energy of this song is just like through the fucking roof (laughs) it is i don't know like I almost couldn't imagine driving to this song simply because I'd be like swerving all like, going like <laughs> 80 miles an hour, 90 yeah. miles an hour, whatever. And just going nuts. But yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. And it makes me want to just like jump around, even though I look like a fucking idiot doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, who, who gives a shit? No, one, no one's watching while you're listening to this album. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But yeah, then, then like uh, after that, that kind of explosion, the chorus comes in and it's, it's Kanye and Justin Vernon again, and it kind of continues the dark energy of assassins verse. And then the third verse comes in and it, it resets that energy. It kind of like tones it back down. Um, and at some point I thought it was kind of fun and funny showing Kanye's kind of humor in it. There's a, a point where he's pretending to be a girl that's climaxing. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what the, the, the line is leading up to it, but there's this modulated pitched like vocal sample of Kanye screaming like a girl having an orgasm. <laughs> that was just kind of like out of left field and funny. Um, and then Justin Vernon does like a whole bridge section and it, it's, it's just ethereal. It's, it's, yeah. he has, like you said, he has a very cool voice and that along with the production of this album is just like, it, it's, it's another level kind of a thing. Yeah. And, like lyric wise this song i mean you could kind of imply this from just the music alone but it it's very much about sex it's very much about fantasies it's very much about like just i don't know whenever assassin goes off it seems like he's he's talking about like killing people yeah (laughs) and but that's not really what like kanye is talking about so i don't know if that's just like another fantasy because right. it seems like he's having, he's talking about try that upon February the thirtieth, which, I mean, February the thirtieth isn't a day that. That's my birthday, Joey. Oh shit! Well, you must be zero <laughs> years old because. <laughs> but like, it's the song is very much about like intense fantasies. Yeah. And then, at the end, Kanye brings it around where you you think the song is just like, oh yeah, he's it's it's just good. It's a sex song. It's he likes whatever like he likes fucking yeah but i don't know he he comes in with the last like the outro and he's talking about having a a kids and wife but he can't wake up from the nightlife he's so scared of his demons he's got to sleep with the nightlight like it's just it just brings it back to where it really is he's like talking about these uncontrollable things that just like plague him where it brings kind of another side to the braggadocious side of a lot of his rap where it's like i think he really is on the edge and yeah he doesn't really like it there all like definitely not all the time but (laughs) it's it's i don't know it's just nice to see not it's not nice to see it's actually really sad but to see that human side i guess represented for sure and it like i don't know the song specifically it seems to be a turning point in the album at least like thematically where, like you said, it, it seems like the song's just about him having these sexual fantasies and, and whatever and getting fucking, and then it gets to the end. And it, it kind of comes to the conclusion, or at least I came to the conclusion, uh, partly because in Justin Vernon's bridge, he says Starfucker, and he repeats that a while. So it, it seems to me that in that last verse, or the outro section kind of a deal, uh, it seems that Kanye is kind of coming to this conclusion that he's being used for his fame and money. So while he was like, talking about fucking this chick and and being just being in it being in that moment he's kind of like snapping out of it and saying like wait a minute she doesn't give a shit about me she's she's just trying to like 
get as much money out of me, which is a theme that comes up in future, in later tracks on the album. Yeah. Uh, but it, it seems like this whole outro is him snapping and ramping up to something or, or ramping up to start something new. And it alludes to him maybe getting over his ex or finally like putting that chapter behind him so that he can move on kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to tra- transition. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next song was Blood on the Leaves. Yep. And uh, Which, uh, fun fact, was, was the song that Kanye said he would have put at the top of the album if he wanted to uh, kind of entice people in with the same formula kind of thing that he had. It was the song that he was going to put at the beginning, but then it's like, no, nah, fuck it. Like, fuck him. We're, we're doing on site and just catching him completely off guard. I'm really glad he didn't because uh, I like the placement of this song. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. This was my other favorite. Shit. I, okay. I know which one you're thinking was yeah. it. <laughs> and that's a very strong contender. But this one, the way it hit me, the first, and it, that's the crazy thing. The way it hit me the first time I heard this song was just like an intense yeah. thing. Because, okay. So. Nina Simone. It starts off with a Nina Simone sample. Yep, uh, he's I used mean, several of her, her songs as samples. Yeah. She's great, amazing. Listen to her. Yeah. But <laughs> so it starts off with her singing "Strange Fruit," which cut leads back to he made a reference to "Blood on the Leaves" yep. in "New Slaves." "Strange Fruit" is about lynching. Is about african-americans in u.s history being lynched strange fruit hanging from the trees they're which are corpses yeah and it's just an extremely powerful song and nina simone does a great rendition of it a very powerful rendition of it so he has a sample of that playing in the background for most of the song and it's It's not even a sample in the normal way that like you take little snippets or you remix it or whatever. It is yeah. just her singing it behind him performing the song. Right. It's kind of like a duet. Yeah. And it, I don't know, just the way he, in New Slaves, he was talking about the old versus the new, the old racism versus the new racism, the old slaves versus the new slaves. And just the way that he brought the old with the new right. on that. And Nina Simone herself did something kind of similar because I can't remember exactly which album it is, but she did a rendition of Little Girl Blue, which is mm-hmm. a song about just deep sadness. And she sang it over her playing Good King Wenceslas on the piano. So it was like happiness, I guess, because that's like a Christmas song. Right. Mixed with like. But Sorrow. It took, yeah, mixed with sorrow, and it just took on a completely different meaning. And him doing that, playing her song over, like, underneath his song, mi- just mixed old with new with me. I just drew a bunch of connections with it, and it was just a really intense moment the first time I heard it. Yeah, I mean, the song itself, e- even Connections Outside, is pretty fucking intense. Yeah. Where there's, there's, like, it starts with a very soft intro section, and you hear uh, Kanye auto-tuned rapping over her sample and and that soft piano kind of thing uh there's a just a hint of some dark sense they get teased and then they back out mm-hmm. uh and then boom it comes in you get these full like big brass band stabs over like a typical rap kick beat kind of a thing uh and then the song kind of calms down it kind of ebbs and flows 
a bit, but before the third verse, and then he immediately goes right back. And he just he uses these big brass stabs a whole lot in the song, and it, it gives it this kind of big boisterous feel to it. Uh, and then again, the outro it kind of recedes, and it's back to the kind of peaceful, calm pianos with uh, Kanye singing auto tuned over that that Nina sample. Yeah. So it's just kind of like the, this nice ebb and flow of the, uh, the the peaceful calm with these big loud brass instruments. Yeah, man. Just I don't know. Like I am. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm glad you made me listen to this album. <laughs> Fuck because, yeah. Because yeah, by the so like it's just it's like this album just kept getting better as it progressed almost yeah and to me at least like because yeah and it's an album that i feel maybe this this is me being a little pretentious but i feel like every time i listen to this album i pick up more things about it or i enjoy different aspects of it more so like i it's never a bad thing for me to revisit this album yeah and i mean i think that's a sign of kanye's like musical standards i guess because it seems like he has a very particular way of putting together his music not necessarily like he has an exact form and method because he does some crazy out there shit (laughs) but it's like he knows what he's doing yeah he's very good at producing music yeah like he he didn't get his big head just out of nowhere he got it because people rightly gave him genius status for making really good music for sure Lyrically, uh, Blood on the Leaves seems to be talking about how he had this uh, good relationship with a girl until the news got out, which he kind of paints in this light of that that was her choice to go public with it kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then after the news got out that they were married or that they were together, she turned on him, divorced his ass, took his money, and uh, started claiming that she was pregnant to either fuck with him or to get more money from him. And it seems like it might be related to the prior track where I kind of drew that connection that like maybe that was the snapping point where he realized that he had to like move on. Cause she was just using him for money. Kind of a deal. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, I don't know. I like, I like the way that he, uh, kind of, I don't know what the word is for it, but he, so blood on the leaves is obviously a reference to like strange fruit, which is how he originally, right, used it. But, but then blood on the leaves as in he is, his blood is being spilled on money because some, some, some woman is bleeding him dry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, he did a really good job of like making a through way between like from old slavery to new slavery to sampling strange fruit to now talking about him, which I mean, there's plenty of times where people get divorced and it's like, okay, now I just have to pay you money for a long time because, because why? Because like (laughs) we got divorced and you you want me to pay you a bunch of money? Like, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just good. Yeah. He, he does a very good, like job of connecting and tying in a lot of things. And, and it's, it's almost like world building in a sense where he's like crafting the album as a whole kind of like uh, maybe this is a bit too nerdy pulling into the podcast, but we play D and D. So it's kind of like building a world in D and D where there's a lot of these threads that are connecting to a bunch of unrelated stuff, or it seems unrelated and not innocuous enough at first, but then you start digging and you, you kind of see that the, the roots are a lot deeper. Yeah. And there's like this kind of mesh that's woven throughout the album. And it's awesome. 
it's it is really just awesome uh, uh the next track <laughs> is guilt trip track number eight is this the one that you thought was going to be it's not i oh, honestly shit. i thought it was the the last track on the album would be oh because the last track on the album is one of my favorite on this album yeah, it's but a very we'll, good song we'll get song. to that we'll get yeah. to that uh but yeah so guilt trip track number eight it's got these very spacey synths that that remind me they always remind me of fly like an eagle yeah just the the kind of the crescendoing like trills of the of the synths and kind of like fading out and and up and stuff that like it always reminds me of fly like an eagle um but yeah it's got some like laser stabs making it a very spacey sounding track just the whole track feels spacey it's got a sample of uh rapper pop can which is another like jamaican uh rapper uh they pitched him down for some like interesting effects it's got your boy kid cuddy singing over some lovely strings for a bridge section (sighs) in the middle uh, the song doesn't really do a whole lot for me in the context of this album. And I wrote that, like, maybe I felt like that's the point of it just to kind of bridge the, just like have a bridge to end the momentum of the prior tracks and set up for the finale of the album. Yeah. But uh, I, I noticed after I started looking into the lyrics of it, apparently this track was supposed to be on watch the throne. Oh, so shit. May, maybe that's why it kind of feels out of place here. Yeah. For me. Uh, yeah, it probably is. But, uh, I mean, with Kid Cudi on it, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to like it. And especially given the news that just came out. Yes, like, yeah, I as was... of today, which is uh, December 7th when we're recording this, and as of the day that you guys are listening to this, which is next week, uh, Kid Cudi's new album, Man on the Moon 3, will be out by, by the time you guys are hearing this. So go check that shit out. Hopefully it's fucking good. I'm we're freaking, both excited about I'm it. freaking the fuck out right now. Like I was actually like, you told me earlier and I was listening to the song right before the podcast. Cause I always do one last listen through right before we record. Yeah. And I was just like, I was giddy. I was yeah. like a young child on Christmas morning. I still am. I'm going to be giddy all week until oh it's out God. and maybe I'm going to overhype it and it's going to be disappointing, but I don't know. I got high hopes for it. Yeah. That's unrelated to the song, though. Well, yeah. not unrelated to the song. Unrelated to what we're doing here, yeah, I guess. Yeah. We can't just gush. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll review uh, that album at some point. It'll be kind of a new thing for both of us, because we normally do albums that one of us is recommending. But maybe yeah. we'll just fucking shoot the shit and talk about this in a week. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, lyric-wise, it kind of just... Parts of it seem to go along with uh, what you were talking about. Some, like a woman who is only after somebody for being rich and famous and then turning after once she's quote unquote, got her hooks in him. Right. Like leaving him. And he, then he's just like, well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It's very like reflective. It, it kind of like paints this album in kind of like a weird breakup album, setting, yeah. which is again, something that we've talked about a whole lot. Yeah. So we, we don't really need to revisit it, but like it, it's, I don't know the way he does it, it. It's kind of this weird blend of like, obviously he talks about fucking a lot. He talk, which again, I guess it's part of a relationship, right? But yeah. he, he does it in very fresh ways or maybe not fresh lyrically, but like, I don't know, just the production on the album and the, the, the flow of the album and all the tracks leading into each other that kind of build up to this kind of, it's like, he's peeling back layers of his, his mentality of his psyche as he's kind of going through this breakdown and maybe realizing that a lot of this is caused because of his feelings towards uh, former lovers kind of a deal. Yeah. That was a very nice, much better than I could have put it. 
I thought I was rambling. Uh, track number nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to keep on moving because we're, we're coming up. We're going to go a little bit over time, but it's yeah. fine. Uh, track number nine, send it up. It's got some like, I don't know what what the sound is. There's a very like weird metallic echoey synth. Yeah, I put it sounded like some sort of like industrial siren type sound. Yeah, it, it's a very strange synth sound yeah. uh, that provides kind of a melody for the song. There's a lot of like minimal and scattered production on this track that doesn't really click with me. Uh, Music-wise, Daft Punk also helped produce this one, which is kind of surprising. But again, there were a lot of producers on this album, so it's I'm not blaming Daft Punk. I will never blame Daft Punk for anything. (laughs) But yeah, this one just it felt a bit scattered. Uh, It's got some more Rasta samples uh, this time from Beanie Man, which I've not heard of ever. But uh, I like his voice and I like the way he sings. Yeah, for sure. Like especially in the outro. Yeah. I'm trying like to... it, it almost sounds like in my mind, it sounds like Kid Cudi trying to do a Rasta accent yeah. kind of a thing to me. Yeah. Uh, but I guess the outro is just like him, Beanie Man singing one of his own songs. Yeah. That the first time I actually heard that song was in, I can't remember who did it, but it was like from one of the rap R&B people around like 2012. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah it, it was good. I want to say it was J. Cole, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But Fuck if I know. Yeah. But yeah, this song, it's to me, it kind of seems in the same vein as On Sight, but I liked On Sight more. Yeah, I agree. And it like, yeah, I don't know. Lyrically, I mentioned that the the music production of it is kind of strange and scattered. I feel like the lyrics kind of mirror that and that, it doesn't seem to have a coherent theme necessarily to it. Where like King Louis verse, he talks about how he's a successful drug dealer and he gets what he wants kind of a thing. Kanye's verse, he's talking about being in a club and, and getting laid. Uh, the chorus is again, King Louis, but it sounds like he's getting ready to fight someone. Yeah. And then the outro sample is uh, beanie man talking about like clinging to memories and how memories are always there for you. So it's just like, it's all over the fucking place. I don't know where he was going with this lyrically or if he had an idea or if it was just kind of patched together, but this track definitely stands out as being like scattered and, and weird compared to everything else, which is on this album that is pretty weird in general. Like, I don't know. It's kind of saying something that this one doesn't really add up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, this song on its own in a vacuum could be a, it could be a little bit of a bop, but yeah. it's just in context of this album. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hit it for me. Well, I guess with so many hits, you were bound to uh, find one that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna hit as much. Ah, shit! You that did segue. it. That segue. Track number ten, bound to. This is the the one that I thought Joey was really really gonna love uh, as his favorite, but I was wrong. It's fine. Yeah. I uh, have heard and- this song before, though. So. You've heard uh, Kanye's version of the song, or you've heard the sample that is used in the song? Oh, both. But I've heard, because uh, the, the Ponderosa Twins plus one. Yep. I think... I think there, it was the, the Igor album. Yeah. Uh, by yeah. Tyler, the creator, that we talked about this. Because I had looked them up around the time that I had like heard that album. And, right. Which, but uh, I, I think that was the first time we mentioned that we that I wanted to do Yeezus. Yeah. because of the sample which that was like fucking like four months ago or something yeah that was forever it's been ago. a while that was before it was cold outside so yeah we're uh, here now though <laughs> but this song 
I just remember it because it had the music video where like it was him and Kim Kardashian sitting on like a motorcycle in the sky or something. I've not seen the music video, so that's fascinating. Yeah, it was just like I remember it was really like it, it was big when it came out, and I was just like, I guess I'll watch it because why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the music for most of this track is sampling that Ponderosa Twins Plus One track, uh, which is called Bound. And it also has a, uh, some samples from Brenda Lee that are just kind of like scattered throughout. I found out Kanye was actually sued for using the vocals of that Ponderosa Twins song oh, oh uh, without permission, which I don't know if that means that he got permission for the music and he thought that that also meant the vocals or if there's some weird disconnect there. Because I feel like Kanye is usually pretty good at at sampling things legally yeah. like you don't hear often of like Kanye being reprimanded for sampling something without permission. So I, I don't know what the story is there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's got this very chill, like seventies pop soul song kind of thing going on under it. Uh, and then the bridge comes in with this very thick sounding and, and it's a completely different sound from the, the bound sample. And then it goes back to that sample for the choruses and verses, but that bridge section is completely different. I really love the contrast that they made there. Yeah, it's like the only way I could describe it was like very loud singing and <laughs> yeah. a lot of like 808s. And it's it very was, compressed. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's that's probably a better word than just this is loud. <laughs> but, I mean, it is. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's lyrically, this one uh, seemed like he's trying to settle down with a woman instead of constantly being a player, like he's been reflecting on in this album. Uh, presumably talking about Kim, especially if the music video has him and Kim sitting on the thing. Yeah. Uh, it's got some pretty funny lyrics throughout, uh, kind of showcasing his humor. But th- there's a standout at the end of the the last verse. He says, uh, after all these long-ass verses, I'm tired, you're tired, Jesus wept. And he just <laughs> that goes right into that, that bridge, which is kind of like a funny, because like, I, I think yeah. he's talking about going to the church and getting married and, and stuff like that and what that yeah. means. So he's kind of like, saying long ass verses because he does have a whole lot of long ass verses on this album. Yeah. Uh, so he's acknowledging that, but also like Bible verses and he's just saying, I'm tired. You're tired. Jesus wept, which is the shortest verse in, in the Bible. Yeah. Kind of thing, which is funny to me. Anyway, yeah. no, it's funny to me. <laughs> don't think, don't think just because you said it was funny that I don't think it's funny. No, it's, no, it's just, it's, it stood out to me. It always stands out to me just cause, maybe because it's the end of the verse and he does it in such a, yeah. a nice way. Yeah, that's that's the album. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I saw that Kanye said in an interview, the album don't even got no music. I just let y'all have a little music there on Bound because that was it. And I think that's a pretty good summation of this album where there's like a lot of crazy industrial stuff, which upon first listening, I, along with a lot of people, hated it. But after some time and reflecting on it, there's actually a lot of really cool layering and a lot of cool production stuff going on. And it, it... Reminds me of how I think a lot of non-metal heads view metal, where when they listen to it initially, it's just noise and they hate it. But eventually they kind of like, if, if they give themselves time and actually try to listen to it, then it makes sense eventually. I like that uh, comparison because it's very true. There's a lot of music that over the period of my life, I've tried to show people and they're like, that's not music. Like yeah. there's so many times where I try to show people something and they will just flat out with no like hint of irony, tell me that it's not music. And I'm like, yeah. just fucking li- like what? Try it. Just like, listen, actually listen to it. Don't Give it just- a good shot. Yeah. And I'm glad I gave this a good shot. Because- I'm glad as well. 
and I figure like, I don't know. I, I don't want to take credit for showing you this album because I feel yeah. like at some point you were going to anyway. I feel like maybe there's a part of me that thinks that you were specifically not listening to it prior so we could have this on, on the show, uh, which is it's fine. But well, I, I just, I, I didn't want to hold, hold you up on it. And I know you would have listened to this at some point and you would have loved it regardless of if I introduced it to you. I was going to eventually listen to it just because I kind of got off track. I was going to listen to everything that he had put out and I kind of just mm-hmm. got off track with trying to discover like new music from people that I hadn't heard at all. But right. uh, it might have, it was probably going to be a little while before I got back to this on my own. So I will let you take credit for at least lighting the fire under me that caused <laughs> me to listen to this. Yeah. So interestingly in, in some kind of meta ways, you mentioned that you kind of got off track of not, you, you meant to listen to this album. You meant to listen to all of Kanye's stuff and you got off track. Uh, Lord, who you, I'm assuming still haven't listened <laughs> to her first album. Yeah. She did a, she did a cover of hold my liquor on this album. <laughs> Like, or I guess her cover wasn't on this album, yeah. but Hold My Liquor from this album, she did a cover of, so it kind of comes full circle. Oh, God. Uh, I have not heard that cover, but I, I saw that she did that while I was uh, doing a little bit of research for this album. So that's a fun little tie through to everything. At some undetermined point in the future, I'll have to listen to that as well. <laughs> I mean, it's it's music. You'll, you'll, I don't I, want to force it on you. No, like, I will listen to it eventually. At least yeah. now that I know that it's worth listening to, I don't know, like with Lord, because Lord is honestly one of those people that I might not have like listened to really right. had, had it not been for you. But yeah. uh, I'm not going to keep rambling on about music that I may. Or may <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this up because we're we actually made pretty good time, all things considered. But yeah, How what, are we, we what are we doing next week, Joey? So next week, uh, I'm sure people have heard me reference a person named Alyssa before, and that is <laughs> uh, the lovely lady that I live with. The lovely lady that I live with. <laughs> there we go. I, I like the way that sounds. There's a lot of yeah. alliteration there. And uh, yeah, she recommended an album that I have actually, I've heard it before, but I haven't really spent a lot of time with it. Uh, the band is Motion City Soundtrack, and the album is Commit This to Memory, so we can't forget what it's called. <laughs> we gotta... I mean, I've, I've already forgotten what it's called once today. So, But yeah, so like, I don't know, it's good. It's a uh, pop, allegedly pop rock punk type thing. Yeah, she says it's good, and I mean, I listened to it, and I remember good things about it. So, yeah. um, is she wanting to show up next week and talk about the album and defend herself when I tear it to shreds? I will at least talk to her about it. Okay, she might. But... So tune in next week. Maybe we'll have a guest for the first time yeah. on the show, and it might be Alyssa, or maybe we're just going to tear it to shreds, and she won't be there to defend herself. And you guys will hate the album because we hate it because that's because we're influencers, Joey. Yeah. That's what we are. Shit, dude, we should start demanding free things from companies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we tried we talked about getting a sponsorship from uh, Gorton's last week. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about Larry and his flask. Get so Gorton's, hey. Pay us in fish sticks. We're we're here if you're if you're listening. For real, for real. We'll, we'll tell we'll talk all about how great your fish sticks are if you pay us money. Not yeah. until then, though. Yeah. Until then, they're mediocre at best. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have absolutely no comment on them. They are in a void of my my. Oh God! Please, Jeremy, get me out of this. <laughs> uh, yeah. So next week, Motion City soundtrack. Commit this to memory. We're gonna be talk, listening to it, talking about it next week on the episode. Uh, and then after that, maybe maybe the new Kid Cudi album. I just I'm still excited about that Kid Cudi album, so yeah. check that shit out. Uh, but 
Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, message us, leave comments on YouTube, SoundCloud. We're all over the fucking place. Uh, so wherever you're listening to, there's a chance, I guess if not on Spotify, you can't really interact from Spotify, but you can find us on social media and shit. Send us some messages. Let us know what you think about Jesus. Let us know what you think about Kanye. Cause that's a topic people like to argue about and like yeah. to talk about Kanye's a piece of shit, uh, which, you know, as a person, maybe I agree. Maybe I don't agree. But his music is great, and I will defend that to my death. Boom. Uh, until then, though, until I die defending <laughs> Kanye West's music, uh, I, I hope you guys stay in our feedback loop. Bye.